Welcome back, cult members, to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Garcia, and with me, as always, is... Armando Aviso here, and Jordan, what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? Well, what we'd like to do here is we'll get together and we'll talk about a film that is on the Criterion Collection, and then one of us will bring a film that we believe belongs in, belongs in the collection, and we'll talk about it, vote it in or out. That's what we like to do here besides Criterion, creep it up. Yeah. And uh, today it's your picks. Um, yeah. But before we get into that, we do have a fan question that I would like to ask uh, for both of us, real quick. Uh, Johnny De Jesus is uh, a listener. Uh, what's up, Johnny? What's going on? And he currently had asked um, if we had to raid the closet, what five picks would we take from the Criterion Closet? Mm. And also the worst which, Criterion film. Which is our whole reason for this podcast is to get in that damn closet exactly is to be invited on so that we can get a bag and then fill it up with uh blu-rays yeah so mondo what would you what would you grab in there i mean obviously it can only be five i'd grab way more but you know yeah it has we'll, to we'll keep it to five we'll, yeah we'll yeah, keep yeah. our composure when we get in there i'll try yeah uh so one of the first ones is the recently released uh war con y box set is nice which i would grab perfect because uh, it's expensive and I mean, I'm there, just, is, there is a sale there. I mean, they do have sales, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's still the, expensive. The box sets you want to, that's what you want to save yeah. for the closet. You want to grab the yeah. box sets. Yeah. Surprise, more people don't do yeah, that. Yeah, no one, I, I, honestly, I don't even see the box sets in the closets. Uh, in the closet. They might be like a higher and out of view or something, but I, I'm sure they're in there. They, you, yeah. They've got to be in there. I, I would ask them. I'd be like, where are the box sets? Yeah, where's the box set yeah. closet? You know? Where's the Blu-ray box set? And then, uh, yeah, I'm going, I'm trying to keep my composure, but I'm going to get that Godzilla box set too. <laughs> yeah, see, well, that yeah. that would make up for actually having not to get yeah. a bunch of them, you know? I know this isn't supermarket sweep where you get the high ticketed <laughs> items, but uh, I'm going in there with the high ticketed items. That's Those are great, too great you know? right off the bat. Those are perfect. And then another one, is kind of I don't know it's kind of a Hail Mary because it's out of print is Harold and Maude oh okay right. I'm sure they would have some still right yeah, maybe they might hide them you know they might keep some you're yeah. right yeah yeah shit so yeah and then another one is something wild which we did um, an episode on with mm-hmm. Married to the Mob uh, Jonathan Demme is one of my faves so I definitely gotta get gotta get that movie but you don't have that one yet I don't no not I'm in just, the credits oh okay yeah, yeah. I just yeah yeah i don't and then another one would be f for fake the um Orson oh Orson Wells Wells. Docu- documentary thing yeah that nice yeah. yeah that's a nice little uh, mm. collection well, what i would do is i'd kick in the door <laughs> i'd grab the cassavetes box set uh in blu-ray because i have the dvds mm-hmm. um but i need it in blu-ray yeah right that's another thing is like all these actors they're always grabbing the dvds <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them need to step it up. They put that. They put in like critics, authors, all these people, yeah. and they just they're grabbing DVDs. Yeah. I don't. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't realize it. Uh, I don't how know. can you not know? I mean, I you're know. in the. I don't know. I the don't. Excitement maybe they, takes you over. Can they? Are they telling them you can only grab the DVDs? No, because I've seen people grab Blu-rays before. Mm-hmm. Like notice that they have a DVD and switch it out for the Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and then I'd grab the. Um, uh, ki- Basically, the Kira Kurosawa box set, which is the Yojimbo Sanjiro kind of yeah. uh, double thing. And then also they have a bunch of his like older essential films. Mm-hmm. I grab all those like box sets pretty much yeah. as much as I could throw in my hands. And I'll count that as one. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I would do the 50 Years uh, Janus Films, the Essential Art House, oh, which pretty much yes, has everything yes, you need. Yes. Uh, you know, all the all the classics, 400 Blows, Eight and mm-hmm. a Half, all the all that stuff, all yeah. the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'd end it 
with the American Lost and Found yeah. uh, one, which has Easy Rider, the BBS story, which is a studio that did Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Five Easy Pieces, so I'd grab that box set. They also did the the Monkeys movie uh, Head, right? Oh, okay. That Jack yeah, Nicholson yeah. did. Huh. Yeah, so that's part of that. So th- I would grab those, um, and then I'd kick down the door again and grab more. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to list them here. Um, yeah. But also, I'd go up to the president and I'd say, the worst movie that you have on here mm-hmm. is tiny furniture from lena dunham so yeah so that's yeah. that's another why question. don't why don't you like tiny furniture well i i actually i like lena dunham i actually like the series i didn't Girls. ask you, you like lena well yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 excited. <laughs> I'm trying to explain okay and uh so oh. so i don't want to just hate on her completely yeah, yeah. I, I actually like girls the series i watch it i enjoy it mm-hmm. I, but i feel like tiny furniture even though I understand that she's like a new voice, you know, stuff. So they're giving yeah, her that her the film spotlight. Right. Yeah, for sure. I don't think her film really even captures kind of the 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 voice that she sort of displayed in Girls. You know, as much as I, Girls is whatever. I, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I think her voice was a little louder and more significant there than in Tiny Furniture. It just it, it's a very I don't know. It feels such a, like a non significant film. Is my my yeah. thing. I have to see it again. It's I only saw it one time when like Netflix was starting streaming and it was on there. Kind of, and yeah, I, I don't remember really being blown away or anything about, like you know, like any, like liking anything about it, like you know, right. or remembering anything about it more so, right. more so than anything. And know. that's only because the question is was asked, and I had to think of one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, we're always surprised by what we wouldn't think. Of course, would be good, I might but, watch you know, it again, and and you know, it has been a while for myself too. Yeah, so, yeah. What about what's your worst? Uh, mine, Give me your worst. Mine was a blind buy when I I don't know why I bought it. I just bought it. But uh, King of the Hill from Mr. Soderbergh. Oh, oh, okay. And and no, just, not not the Mike Judge uh, series. That's no, not no. on Criterion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. So I just our good friend Soderbergh. Yeah, I watched. It comes with another movie too, actually, that I haven't watched. Is it Undertow or something? Something or, I forget. Is that that one? Peter yeah. Gallagher. Gallagher. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's the star in it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Something about King of the Hill just didn't resonate with me. It's just like like most uh, Soderbergh's movies, they just don't have that punch to them or something that really grabs you into the story and like, you know, makes you feel something. Like his films always just feel so like, not I would not I wouldn't say bare, but just like so like unemotional or unattached to anything that's really going on. You know, it just feels like. Not in the way, like, yeah, kind of a paint-by-numbers thing. Like, he's just going through the motions. Right. And you get no feeling from his... Right. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows how to put these types of films together, so he just sort of does it. Yeah. There's no, like, oomph behind it, like you, like, you know, like we always say. There's just, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I like Sex, uh, Lies, and Videotape. That one was... I was surprised that I liked that, you know? Like, that took me forever to see. And the Ocean's Eleven movie, and... That's about it. I mean, okay, I don't yeah. Know. So yeah, just, you're not you you don't completely dislike his stuff. Yeah. It's just yeah, this one you kind of feel it doesn't. Really I belong. yeah, yeah. I keep getting tricked by him pretty much. You know, I'm ready. Yeah. To, what's the HBO movie that's out? What's no it? sudden moves. No sudden moves. Like I saw that trailer and I was like, wow, what a great cast. Like what's going on? And then I see Steven Soderbergh's name at the end of it. And I'm kind of like, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm. I want to watch it, but I don't because I. I don't know. Yeah, I, unfortunately, that is sort of what Soderbergh does to me as well. Uh, you kind of see his trailers, and then you're just like, "Oh, cool! This is this looks pretty good." And then you see it Soderbergh, and you're like, "Ah, eh, it's probably going to disappoint me in yeah. some way. It's not going to be bad necessarily." 
It's just not because I haven't seen King of the Hill, so I got to check it out. Yeah, but, I'll let you um, borrow it or have it or whatever you want with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be thrown through my window yeah. <laughs> like a brick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you, Johnny, for the questions. Yeah, and thank you for listening, and um, listeners. If you want to throw us out a question, uh, why not? Yeah, please feel free throw, to do that, especially yeah. anything that has to do with Criterion or just, mm-hmm. I mean, movies in general. Any of the movies that we talked about, but uh, yeah. So, Mondo. You're bringing yes. some stuff to the chopping block. Yeah. What do we got? So I'm bringing the producers from 67, uh, Mel Brooks's first directorial effort. Yeah. And then later to the chopping block, I'm bringing his uh, other movies, a uh, little space uh, opera called uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> a little space bopera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let us know a little bit more about the producers. Okay. So the producers. Sorry, Matthew Broderick and uh, Nathan Nathaniel Nathan Lane. No, just kidding. But yeah, you know, okay, we're talking 1967 producers. Yeah, not, they're uh, original. Early yeah. aughts producers, uh, where it is turned into a musical. And that'll be the last time I bring it up. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. So the producers, 1967. Uh, down on his luck, the- theatrical producer Max Bialstock is forced to romance rich old ladies to finance his efforts. When a timid accountant, Leo Bloom, reviews Max's accounting book, the two hit upon a way to make a fortune by producing a surefire flop. The play, what's to be their goldmine? Springtime for Hitler. If that doesn't get your boat flowing. I don't know what does. And, and I mean, tell them who's in it. That, this yeah. will also get well, your direct, boat. Like I said, directed, written by Mel Brooks. And then, uh, sorry, I always forget his last name is the, one of the stars. Zero. Mostel. Mostel. Okay. He plays Ma- Max Bialstock, the uh, theatrical producer. And then we have Gene Wilder as Leo Bloom, the accountant. Uh, Franz Lieb- or Sorry. Kenneth Mars as Franz Liebekind. He's the writer of Springtime for Hitler. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Christopher Hewitt as Roger DeBreeze is the director of the playing question. And then uh, Ula, played by Lee Meredith. And then who's Christopher Hewitt again? He is Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. All wow. My, where all my bellheads at. Yeah. Yeah. Belvedere is, uh, he's thriving on screen. This is a great role for him. It, it puts him in a completely different light. I love it. Yeah. It's not the stuffy old. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, British guy. Alfred, almost. Right, yeah, he's this, like the butlerish yeah. kind of like, yeah, just cleaning up the, the that dust. That's really weird. Why did they have a butler? I don't know. I haven't seen Mr. Belvedere in years. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah, no, it, was just, it was just like a gimmick. Yeah, you know, they just, just had to make gimmicks. Sitcom, yeah, yeah so, like, oh, American Family deals stuffy, with stuffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, don't, they don't drink tea. And he's they teaching drink them, like, and he, <laughs> they might teach him some things, too. Well, right? he teaches us some things here. Yeah. And the producers. Oh, yeah. And he that's could, that he's a great actor. Yeah. Everyone here is a great actor. And that's yeah. why. I, that's funny. I've never seen. What? Else, I wonder. Yeah, we should have looked. I should have looked him up more. Yeah. But he's probably in stuff he? that we probably didn't even realize. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure he's probably in a, a lot of um, maybe more serious things. Probably like a lot of TV. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just assuming. Really. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he does Shakespeare and shit like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, probably. He's probably a really serious theatrical actor. Yeah. Like, and he's theater just like, actor, you know. Right. And these, the, these things he kind of just did. Yeah. Belvedere and this are just like oh, I need the money or it's just fun it's just you know I want to give it a try yeah. but yeah uh, but yeah Zero Mostel I, I don't I don't yeah, know yeah where, where the hell is he like yeah. I, mean, I mean yeah he's probably dead but I'm <laughs> I mean <laughs> but where was but, he before and yeah, after I yeah. mean was he something before maybe he was a stage play guy I'm not really too sure because um, yeah because his reactions to things and like same as Gene Wilder like using their face and like 
you know, throwing the showing their emotions to their expressions and all that, like where they really don't have to do much, but that like they don't have to say anything, you know, you could just look at them all day reacting to things, you know? Yeah. And that that's that's one of the great things about uh, the perform from both of them, the per- their performances from both of them. Because, yeah, it's like know, a like physical, really, but they're not throwing themselves against the wall or it's anything. Not slap it a little slapsticky but there, not, there is some but not know, not completely there yeah. it's a little like it does kind of have a bit of like a three stooges vibe in a way yeah because he's very like a uh like max is very abusive to leo in like yeah. a lot of way like you know kind of a laurel and hardy kind of thing yeah he's really playing with the scenery too like you know yeah. like just like weird things when he goes to the window and he's like and it's dirty and he's like, he can't see through it and he starts <laughs> wiping it with his scarf and throws his coffee on it to make it even more dirty you know? yeah yeah you know? no that's uh that's like a good little gag yeah yeah like he just throws his coffee up on that dirty yeah. window to wipe it down and then he just yells at at somebody who rolls up in a rich car and he yeah. says flaunt it if you got it baby <laughs> that's just like a really good yeah. little yeah because, just to and, show his character like so like early in the film you know like right because i feel like a lot of movies like take forever to really develop the character and i mean in the first 20 minutes is which they're in like uh max's uh like office pretty much yeah like right, you right know away. it develops the whole plot and story you and see, you see what he's up, you see what he's up to and, behind closed doors and their character yeah like behind and and what he's trying to hide you know behind yeah. like all his closed doors obviously you know and gene wilder's character is like completely like developed within that too you know? right right which let's just say you know back then in the 60s it was probably a little taboo to be having sex with old ladies but i mean nowadays we're doing it we're having we're who cares <laughs> We don't care about age. Who's gonna be knocking on this door during we're, this podcast? We're gonna be. <laughs> we don't care about any of that. We're yeah. down. So like you know, old ladies, hit us up. Hit us up on the gram. <laughs> well, you I'm got just a gram? Or I'm just yeah. Gram, hit us up on the gram. Just kidding. Obviously, yeah. we're just joking. But or yeah, gram, gram, gonna hit you up. That's like a really. That's like a really funny uh, thing, though. You know, yeah. especially I imagine people back then watching that. It was probably so yeah, hilarious, like, shocking that, yeah. and like oh my god, like this guy has to like you know sleep with these older women because yeah. you know in, in the grand budapest it does that but it's not really like that funny i guess it's so, it? i don't remember that part well in grand budapest um the, he's like sleeping with all those older women the the ray fines Oh, okay. Sorry, like, I was just thinking, that little thing, just that that. Yeah, is yeah what I'm that, saying. That's, or it doesn't feel like so like hilarious. It is kind of funny, but it's not as hilarious as this. Everyone really like, looks down upon it. Like yeah, it, like yeah. really like you know he's like oh you sleep with these women like yeah you know, yeah like, yeah. He's oh like, they're my friends. I sleep with you know? right. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's more just kind of like yeah. a free spirit kind of guy. He's not doing it because he feels like he has to or he's getting money from them. He's just down. Yeah. Yeah. Here it's like a, in this one, he's just like, it's, he like hates it so much. Yeah. And then there's like the scenes where he has to like play out these little roles with them, which again, because he's, he's his face and because he's so physical yeah. and like the voices that they're making and stuff, it just makes those scenes like hilarious. It's just like a timeless comedy. Producers yeah. is a timeless comedy. It is a timeless comedy. It's funny how, how, yeah, it's not funny how, fun, how timeless it is, but it's just, it's, and it shouldn't be surprising how timeless it's it is. It's timeless you know? how funny like, it is. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, like, even the story, the plot of, like, you know, them selling, like, you know, trying to um, get money for this, uh, you know, like, this play that they want to fail to only do one night, you know, so they can pocket the rest of the money. You know, they only want to use so much for it. It's, like, what's going on, like, the last, well, I mean, forever. I mean, it's just come more to light in the last 10, 15 years about, right. you know, like, Wall Street and stuff. And then, like, overselling shares or, sell, like, not even selling shares. They're just selling or the 
the housing market selling these houses that right. people aren't even going to be able to afford because yeah. and they're just pocketing like and also the share thing too i mean that happens a lot too where people yeah. they, they they say that they're like traders and all you got to do yeah. is give them the money and they'll invest it in the things yeah. and get you that money back yeah which bernie madoff was doing right you know, like, yeah yeah know. exactly and, and all they do is keep pocket the money yeah. and don't they don't invest it in anything yeah they just like gamble it or do other stuff with yeah their investors get no return what they're what's they're promising them and right that's completely illegal they're and it's completely illegal in the producers which uh zero i mean uh, leo bloom tells zero you know right and and because you know and like he says as long as the the film is a flop and it doesn't make a bunch of money no one's really going to care if he pays his investors back yeah. which is probably like a very true thing where like there there is that uh white collar crime yeah. where it's just sort of like you, you they don't really care until it makes big splashes and big waves when it's happening they know they just they're just like yeah this isn't really anything we need to really pay attention. We got to pay attention to like bigger things. Yeah. You right. know? And then, yeah. And it just being a flop too makes them, oh yeah, I'm not, how can I get any money back from this? If it, right. you know, there's no money to be gotten back. Yeah. Know, how like, can I know, pay everyone? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or the investors thinking that they'll get money back, you know, oh, it was failure. Like, you know, oh, well. They, yeah. They, they'll they right away. They'll see that it's a flop and be like, oh, well, I they guess made I'm investment not going to get my money. They yeah. realize, you know, like it's all that, but. Yeah, I, that was kind of crazy to realize too, because I don't even really think I put those together before. Before I mean, I it was it, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, it was never something, something that, that I thought about. I guess, yeah, 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 not at all. Really, I mean, yeah. I, I remember uh, watching it before, and just you know, kind of really uh, more emphasizing on the Nazi stuff and just all that stuff. Uh, never really re- kind of paying attention to that kind of little uh, like uh, plot point of them, you know, why they have to make the play. I just oh, was like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, they're making the play and they want it to flop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, that like you said, like, and they're making fun of Nazis, and that right. was kind of the allure to it, you know. Oh, they're making fun of this kind of like, yeah, really serious thing that's happened, yeah. you know. And and now that you know, and obviously now that could be like a little hack, but you know, back then I feel like, especially when I when I was younger and I saw it, it did feel like very like kind of edgy to be like, oh, there's like a make a play about Hitler, you know, like yeah. a musical about Hitler, especially that opening number, you know, the springtime for Hitler song. Mm. It's like such a good, hilarious song, and it's just yeah. like. Uh, yeah, it's like a really good parody song of like something like that, where you're just like, yeah, imagine someone who loved Hitler made a play about it, and how like joyful it would yeah. be about him, you know, like and how it wouldn't be like dark and like you know, it would just yeah. be like all happy. Yeah, I <laughs> like, wonder who wrote that song. You think Mel Brooks wrote that song? I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, at least the lyrics, right? Yeah. I, maybe I not know. the music. Well, maybe who knows? I yeah. don't know. We should yeah, have looked into yeah. that. But, but I, I'm pretty sure he probably did write, write the that lyrics. Song. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, or just had the idea. Well, obviously had the idea for it. Right, but, like, and he probably had help from yeah. yeah musicians once he got like able to make the movie. But yeah, like but what were you saying? It did feel kind of edgy, like, or like, you know, oh, I, can I be laughing at this? Or like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and imagine back then when it came out and how close it was to the end of World War Two. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like, I I don't know exactly when the world, I'm bad at history, maybe 50 something. Same here. I don't 40, really know. No, unless it was, unless they tell me in a movie, like I don't know. 53, <laughs> 54, maybe something like that. I want to say, I don't know, probably earlier, but you know, that's like. That's pretty crazy. Like that's yeah, like mm-hmm. you know to make light of something so like like severe. Like you know they're killing people, millions. Especially you know? because yeah, and yeah. he's in he's a you know a Jewish man, so yeah. he you know and he knows you know what it was like to kind of live in fear of that of a Nazi, you know. Yeah. And like he he probably has family members who were you know who had to deal with that shit. I'm not sure if he did, because um, I don't I'm not you know what I mean. Like I know a lot of like directors had to like you know when they were younger they had to like yeah. flee poland or flee like certain places you know yeah, from the nazis uh, when that yeah. was happening 
But yeah, I don't know. I'm not necessarily sure if that happened with him, but I'm sure he had family who was dealing with it. Yes, exactly. Or yeah. Definitely. And even then it's his culture that's, you know, it's yeah. affected by that, so he knows. Yeah. And so yeah, it's, it's devastating. Like, yeah. Back like you said, back then people might think that he might want to make something like a Schindler's list or something, right? Yeah. Like something serious to really show what that that experience is or something where he is just like, No, I'm gonna make fun of these assholes because yeah. I can't go over there and like punch a Nazi, you know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. even though I'm sure Mel Brooks would back then, but He's just like, but I can just use my art to kind of bring these assholes down. Yeah, like, exactly. You know? Make light of this fool. Like, yeah, uh, make, yeah, make uh, Hitler not this, like, you know, like this, like, uh, you know, this pinnacle or standard to look at and praise kind of like, you know, for your people or whatever, you know, like it's like, you know, like it's he took his power and like, you know, he abused it pretty much, you know, and to make everyone else think he was right and they were wrong, you know. Yeah. And yeah, that's great that Mel Brooks, you know, did do like he didn't make a Schindler's List, make some stuffy film about like, you know, like, yes, it. I mean, yes, Schindler's List has its place in cinema and all that. And right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, not everything needs to be made fun of. And I mean, you know, like, obviously, we can take a serious look at things and like, yeah, how see how dramatic, but definitely. So I think you and I just take the funnier side to make fun of it a lot a bigger stab than you know schindler's list like you know right. I, or, or it I, I realize it feels this... more like it feels more like it heals better yeah like comedies that are done yeah, well exactly. you know yeah exactly like it's not like uh i forgot what i was gonna say but yeah yeah it does heal better like like laughter brings light to it but, yeah i mean i understand the severity of the holocaust and stuff and hitler as a person you know right yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah we're not laughing at the situation we're literally laughing at the jokes that they're making of it and yeah. just being like, yeah, they that like, like, screw that. Like, yeah, screw all that shit that happened. Mm. Like, that's horrible. But like, it's great to be able to sit back and sort of make fun of it and laugh at it. Because yeah. again, you know, you, you could watch Jenner's List and you could just like wallow in it and stuff like that. And that, yeah. and that makes sense because it's a devastating, horrible thing. But I mean, but it's just, a, it, yeah, you, yeah, you know, it's just different people express things different ways. You right. Know? Yeah. And, and yeah, that, some, that was his best medicine, his best weapon. Mel yeah, Brooks. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. And I think he did it per, like, you know, perfectly like that's and we're still talking about it today and it should be, I don't uh, Criterion, where are we going to get this Blu-ray? I mean, we have a Blu-ray from well, Shout Factory. I was going to say, yeah, you have the Shout Factory one. Yeah. Um, it's got some pretty good stuff on there, right? But what was the what was the problem with both things? I mean, even we watched it on HBO Max though because we thought oh, it was going to be yeah. louder. The sound was the uh, voice was really low. Yeah, there was like, really uh, yeah. That's somebody needs to do something about that. I think Criterion, you need to step it up, bring it back to the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. get it out of retirement. Yeah, fix the dialogue audio on this on Shout Factory. I mean, you guys release great stuff. I I never had any complaint, but this is one like this is kind of a big one. Like it just, it's I don't know why it was so low. Yeah, I, I had know, to put like, my volume like all the way up when we watched it uh, for both, both versions for like, your Blu-ray and then also on HBO Max. It's also on HBO Max if anyone wants. It's to leaving check it out. this month though. Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> July thirty-first. Oh <laughs> shit! Well, get on it. Hurry! <laughs> Stop. Press pause. Go. Yeah um yeah <laughs> come back yeah we'll, we'll, we'll come we'll back here. quick um yeah so that what's great about the producers too um is also that what i wanted this is what we're doing here right our mm. accountant told us you know make a podcast that flops <laughs> get investors yeah. and you don't got to pay them back so we you know we're, we're, we've got a bunch of dough and as this flops <laughs> and we just yeah we're gonna make we're gonna keep on making flops yeah we're sitting in it we're sitting in it, What's so it's our, very relatable. Oh yeah, is our next vlog. Yeah, Potterage. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna. We're actually gonna do a Hitler podcast. 
<laughs> podcast for Hitler. Yeah. Just kidding. We no, we don't like that guy. Yeah. We don't like them guys at all. Yeah. We don't like Nazis. We don't like Yeah, we don't like Nazis. We don't like racists. We but we do like Mel Brooks. Yeah. And should we do final thoughts on the producers? Um, you know, I I you know, we sort of didn't really and because you know, we we sort of just talked how good of a comedy it is, but you know, it does really have again, it's very relevant. It has that idea of these people who are, like we said a little bit, how people are still doing those things mm-hmm. that are run, you know, companies, organizations, the government. Yeah. They're still being sneaky like that right in our faces. And nobody really cares. Yeah. Nobody's really doing anything. And then if they do get caught, nothing really yeah, happens like to them. they start a business and they know they can just borrow money after this business fails. Like, you know, like, yeah, it's really because even in here, they get caught and nothing really happens. And they to get them. bailed out, you know. Yeah. They're just in prison. Sure. But yeah. they're still doing the same thing. You know, and that's what I feel like, you know, that's what uh, what's great about this movie as well is that it, it didn't redeem them at the end in any way. It didn't try to make them like these good guys in some yeah. way at the end. You know what I mean? They literally are still just, the, you know, Leo Bloom actually becomes worse. <laughs> he was a yeah. nice guy before. And now he's not necessarily worse, but he may, you know, he's his own person now. He's not. A, yeah, he's not he really scared. he's not like a yes man or like a pushover or right. timid anymore. Like he knows like. Yeah, this really opened him up as a person, you know, like yeah. he made that like breakthrough. It's like, oh, I can just, I should be doing what I really want. Like, you know, and right. know how to, you know, and like, and enjoy life pretty much, you know. Not be and, scared, not yeah. be scared of the world, not be scared of, you know, throwing up a play about Hitler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do what you got to do. <laughs> but I mean, this is what uh, Max Bilesock loves is making plays, right? He yeah. lo- like he loves still producing him. Like, yeah, and he's know? getting to do it. You know? Still even in jail. So do what you love, folks. Do what you love. Don't listen to the law. Break the law. Um, Yeah, make fun of Nazis. Punch a Nazi. Um, Final thoughts? Yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah, I'll do my final thoughts on the producers. Mel Brooks, obviously a comedic genius. Um, This was his big debut. Before this, he was just kind of writing comedy. He wasn't really a director. He wrote for Sid Caesar, which, you know, he wrote with uh, Woody Allen and, uh, you know, a bunch of other great comedic writers not necessarily the greatest person but <laughs> uh yeah and um watching this with a you know with that kind of new eye looking dig digging deeper into it like we like to do here on this podcast because we're an intellectual film podcast we don't joke around we talk deep <laughs> about film yeah and uh you know because it's easy to kind of talk about the producers and just talk about how funny it is and how um you know relevant that is and how it, you know you can still watch and just laugh at all those jokes and yeah. how goofy and you know sexual and and all that stuff it is but you know, it really is just timely, and that's more so why it lasts and why it's in the Criterion Collection, I feel like, which makes complete sense. So, Criterion, get your ass on it. Get us a new Blu-ray. We need to get that sound fixed. And I just would really like to see, you know, even though I do kind of like that Shout Factory uh, cover because it's like the the they Springtime two, for Hitler like, soundtrack uh, record cover. too. yeah. It's this one, and then they have like a painted one of their faces or whatever. Okay. It's like a reverse. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can flip it over. Yeah. Okay, that one's not too yeah. bad. Uh, but I it's do. It's okay, but yeah, yeah. I like that, obviously why I flipped, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like the, the, the sexy woman with a Hitler mustache. Yeah. Very provocative, very, very wild. You can do that today. We'll Cancel culture is going to come get us for this one. <laughs> The left is coming for us real quick. Yeah. <clears throat> I said Hitler mustache. They're going to cancel me. Just kidding. But yeah, no, that's a really, I like that. Even though I like that cover, I'd like to see Criterion bring something new. Their take on it. Bring yeah. it back. Bring it back. You guys did it before. Let's see you do it again. You're yeah, listening you're to this. doing things slowly. And know? I bet you it's going to happen. I predict it. So I give this a three, 
three and a half zeros. Uh, my good man Zero Mostel. Uh, <laughs> not not this number zero, but the man zero. Because the man zero is full, even though zeros are empty. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying it, it's 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 a three and a half stars for me. Um, it's a classic comedy. If you haven't seen it, um, please, you should definitely check it out. Especially if you like all of Mel Brooks's stuff. If you're blazing saddles, all the stuff, and the movie we're going to talk about right now. If you like all that stuff, you gotta you gotta check out the producers. Yeah, Mondo, what's your last thoughts? My final thoughts. thoughts yeah, I mean, when I first saw the producers, I was kind of I don't know. I felt underwhelmed by it. I thought you know, like because I was kind of like expecting this really great like really great comedy i don't know what i was thinking the first time but this time on this watch i got that great comedy i was like hyped up to realize or you know told it was sort of you know and i yeah max uh zero mostel uh and gene wilder were great together like they're great physical actors like you know like they had so much expression and like exuded all this energy on the screen on the film you know on film you know like yeah you can't like I don't know. I don't know how I like. I don't know how I watched it the first time and did not really like care for it or enjoy it that much. You know. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it's you know another thing too. It's not as outrageous as sort of like Blazing Saddles. Uh, you know, as yeah. as kind of crazy as the subject matter is. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't really like um, grab you like like those ones do. It's the like other a, ones do. Like I think I said earlier. Even Dracula Dead and Loving It grabs you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it grabs you by the th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it grabs but, you by the throat. Yeah. You, but you, you got it. the heart i was gonna say <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> but yeah but i was but yeah i mean like yeah this is such a great comedy it's like so good like it's like and i think this the, the uh, honestly the script and just the structure of the story is like so perfect like you know it gets you like in and out like quickly like it, it introduces the characters and develops them like within the first 20 minutes of the film and like I feel like a lot of films don't even do that in two hours or two and a half, you know? Yeah, and, and, and perfect for the stage, right? Because yeah. it doesn't take place in too many locations. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it, it the first, like, 15, 20 minutes is in um, uh, Zero's office, you know, where right. it's, like, doing all this stuff. And but, it mostly goes back to there. Yeah. Like, they're usually there. Yeah, they get, like, office. a new office, I think, don't right. they? Right, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they go back to, like, a small, like, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I give the producers four... Uh, Four little old ladies, you know? There's a lot of old ladies of the world, but uh, I'll give them four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, you know what? Let's get into that, that space balls. All right, Jordan, are you ready for space balls? Is, you mean Star Wars? <laughs> yes. Space balls uh, from 1987. <laughs> it's a... Uh, uh, parroting uh, Star Wars amongst other th- amongst other things, right? But it's about a star pilot for hire and is a, a trusty sidekick must come to rescue a princess and save planet Juridia from the clutches of spaceballs. And spaceballs is a race of people, uh, the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, you know, again Nazis back again. Yeah, and uh, Mel Brooks uh, wrote directed it, but he also wrote it with. Um, Thomas Mahan and Ronnie Graham. He's also in it. And Ronnie Graham plays the priest, ah, the guy right. playing, uh, officiating the wedding. Right. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. But it also stars uh, Mel Brooks as President Scrooge, <laughs> uh, John Candy as Barf, uh, Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet, Bill Pullman as Lone Star, uh, Daphne Z- Z- 
Zuniga as Princess Vespa. Joan Rivers does the voice of Dot Matrix. And then we have uh, George Weiner as Colonel Sanders. And don't forget Dick Van Patten as the king. As the king, yes. We have an all-star cast. We have... Comedy five, legends. Yeah, comedy legends in the making and... Right. And, you know, like... An and, actual and, comedy and, legends. And actual legends. Yeah. You know, like, uh, that. I think that's one of the strong points of this film is the actors in Bill this Pullman film. Bill Pullman comedy legend. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, serious actor. If you've you know. seen Lost Highway, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, no, he's good in this. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, like he—it makes sense. You would have to get somebody like him. Yeah, I feel he's like. like a young actor. You know, he really hasn't done much. I think he was At just that point, on a yeah. theater and stuff like that. That's where Mel Brooks found him. Yeah, he hadn't been the president yet. Yeah, an uh, ID four. He hadn't really been Bill Pullman as we as we know him. Yeah, as we know and love him from the nineties, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then we got the great Rick Moranis. I mean, we've we've only had Rick Moranis. Uh, like so many times, like I mean, what are your like favorite Rick Moranis performances? Well, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously Ghostbusters. You can't uh, go yes, wrong with him in course, Ghostbusters course, two, yeah. uh, and Ghostbusters one. But mm-hmm. Ghostbusters two, he you know he kind of really shines. Uh, you know, he has a little like uh, love interest with Annie Potts. Yeah, and uh, that really is, that that's great because again he shines in it. You know, yeah. At first he's kind of the goofy neighbor in the first one, who's just yeah. like you know, and then the second one, yeah, he's he actually like two has different a, characters. Yeah, and, like yeah, he but because he has they gave him more of a character. That's why yeah, in the they, second one. Yeah, you know they like it's like they used them for like you know they just had this character and we're just gonna use Rick Moranis' character from the first one or right. something. You know, like because yeah. he's kind of two different people, sort of. I feel like in he a is, weird way, he's yeah. still an accountant or whatever, but he's I, their accountant now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's their official accountant, yeah. yeah, in part two. And then also, he's great in, um, you know, as much as I don't really watch the movies too much, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, he's good in those movies. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't remember from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Exactly. And then and then his greatest performance of all time is Strange Brew, of course. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, I forgot about that. I don't know why I didn't think about that, because you're the only person ever to have known, or I know that has seen Strange Brew. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people have seen yeah. it. it. You know, it's some, it's a comedy thing that he used to do in Canada, him and, um, and him and that other guy, I can't remember his name, yeah. but they do it, they, it was like a little SCTV. sketch, SCTV, they yeah. did like a sketch of that, and then they made the movie the of Second it. City, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they both grew, grew out of that. Right. Like John Candy too, right? Or, John Candy as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, but yeah. Expect- yeah, a lot of people, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, no, that John Candy from here, yeah. and then again, yeah, the great john candy yeah i mean do you have do you have any other rick moranis roles you like besides one? uh i don't know My i mean Blue besides Haven. uh besides uh space balls i'm trying to think i mean i just like seeing rick moranis in anything like you know he's little giants uh even oh, yeah, big yeah. even big bully is like you know just oh okay. for rick moranis, uh-huh. you know like yeah yeah that's the one with like tom that. arnold yeah the one with tom arnold yeah yeah, well, he's the perfect choice to play Darth Helmet. <laughs> Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah. And John be- Candy was the perfect choice to play Bar- Bartholomew. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, because John Candy is another person who I feel like, I mean, you know, we got a lot of them, but I don't think we got enough of them. We know, well, yeah, we can, you can never have enough John Candy yeah, or and Rick so, Moranis. And so to kind of have him as like the Chewbacca kind of like sidekick, uh, you know, parody type thing. Yeah. It like works perfect because John Candy is not only charming as hell as all hell. He just has that. I guess in the same way that we were kind of talking about earlier with that, the expression that he has of the, the, what's what he's reacting to. Yeah. His reactions to things are hilarious. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't need to say anything. Most of the time, he can just like look at something yeah. and you're, you can just laugh at him. 
It's just like a, it's yeah. It's just yeah. A, it's a talent not a lot of people have. Yeah, not a lot of people have it anymore. It's not even his tail, and it's wagging, and it's hilarious. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the lady, it's got a mind of its own. <laughs> and even sort of like the lines he deliver, delivers, which are sort of like kind of basic, you know, they kind of go back to that like old kind of comedy kind of style where he's just like, I'll have what he's having. You know, or, yes. like, or like, oh, what did he have? The soup. That's what I ordered. Yeah. Like he makes them funny because yeah, he... Like even that, well, like I said, the dog wagging it, like him wagging the tail, like right. I'm saying, like I, I can imagine Mel Brooks saying that, and, you know. Oh, okay. Obviously, I, yeah. Like, you know, I just feel like it has Mel Brooks written all over it. But yeah, for sure. John Candy brings a certain je ne sais quoi, as they say, to the lines and the performance and everything. You know, just like they Rick say Mar- that in Spaceballs. Yeah, and just <laughs> as they like, just as Mer- Rick Moranis. Are you speaking does. Druid? <laughs> Druid. <laughs> Druid. Uh, just as like Rick Moranis brings his own thing oh, to yeah, you know yeah. his the character of Dark Helmet. You know. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's funny because it's uh, it's like a it's obviously one of those things where he's supposed to be like a vulnerable guy right you're supposed to feel sorry for him because he's just like a loser like you know he plays with toys and he just gets all yeah like, you know but he's trying to be this evil you know guy this evil yeah, thing he's like he has a big helmet because he's obviously you know like uh overcompensating, overcompensating right. for something you know yeah and yeah oh That's wow <laughs> i didn't really think of that yeah. I just thought it. Was, I just thought they thought it would be funny for him to have a huge helmet <laughs> on a little guy, which, yeah. which is funny. Yeah, I mean, that's it is. Hilarious. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. hilarious. But yeah, it, but that makes yeah but, that makes know, sense, right? He that's why he has it so big. Yeah. He's a little guy. He's trying to like be more. Like even yeah. when he's playing the dogs, he's like, "Oh, your helmet's so big," you know. <laughs> yeah. like, he's yeah. like, "That's not all." It's, you know, like it's right there in front of us. You just got to see it, ladies and gentlemen. We've just been. Yeah, no, you for know, sure. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, this is, uh, you know, my experience with Spaceballs is that, you know, it's one of those movies that just goes back to when, as far back as I can remember as a child. Spaceballs, I've yeah. always wanted to be a Spaceball. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, you know, Spaceballs has always just been part of the zeitgeist. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Same thing for me. That's why I like Spaceballs so much. It's just like, I feel, I'm pretty sure I saw Spaceballs before I saw Star Wars. You know, it yeah. is probably possible that I, that might be, the, no, I don't know. That might not be the same for me, but it is possible. I'm just saying for me, you know. No, no. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying for a lot of people, that is probably possible Yeah, because it is uh, something that I feel, I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. Because, right. You like, could just I don't see Spaceballs even... first. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, I didn't see Star Wars because I was some huge fan of waiting it. It sort of just stumbled across, you know, it was just something that everyone was watching and everyone, you know what I mean? Sorry. I just remember these things. I don't know why it's a curse. But I remember when my brother brought home Star Wars, like on VHS. They bought it from Price Club. It was a hundred bucks. <laughs> it was now. It's it's now called Costco. You know, like they uh-huh. brought it home. You know, like I never. I was like, what is this? Like what? Like how come Dave got something? You know, <laughs> I was just coming home from school. <laughs> but you know, like yeah, I remember. You know, and like, they were just like, here, have a space ball. <laughs> yeah. and they gave me space balls instead. This is cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> found it in a dump bin yeah it was just marked down from a hundred dollars to 80. yeah but like yeah just i mean i just thought it was hilarious as a kid because of these actors and what they were doing and what like what's like the jokes you know pretty much you know mel brooks is writing again you know and this is probably the first mel brooks movie i saw ever too you know okay yeah I don't know. it's just a thing to say i don't know but anyways yeah, you know yeah. like yeah but <laughs> i've just always liked it and it's always it's, i don't know it's just kind of like you know, the humor of it all, like Mel Brooks's humor, like, you know, just how, like, he is about everything, kind of, 
I don't know, Jewish, you know, I say that with quotations, you know, like he's has that, <laughs> you know, like even he would say he's like, you know, he's a Jewish comedian, right? Like, it's not like, no, no, I, I get or, what you're saying. You know, no, no, like, I, I understand. They have saying. a certain like thing, a way they look at things, you know, and that's always part of Mel Brooks's films. That voice is very much there. Yeah, yeah. And all the, and all his movies, you know, like for sure. And him as, you know, a uh, president screw, you know, like just living in this like a uh, future, like he's not, like it's like an old man living in a future that he doesn't really exist like he shouldn't exist in you know because all the technology is just kind of like passed him by like right like he's just like this bumbling stupid idiot like he's not going to understand like like new technology or like how things go or even how to run things you know which is a big joke of the film is like like anyone running things really doesn't know how to do it you know it's kind of just like they just got stuck they kind of fail, failed upward as they say you know like mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just which, funny. Which, which I'm sure is also like, you know, him probably poking fun at people who run studios and make like those yeah. big movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Yeah. Give all, like all financing that stuff is, and stuff is like, gone you know, by all the kind of the storytelling and everything's the real gone producers, past them. Yeah. And they're just like, well, shit, I just want money and yeah. I just want to be, I still have this power. Yeah. And they want to make, know. and exactly why that he does the merchandising joke, you know? Right. That, yeah. That yeah. was like a big part of Star Wars, but that, I'm sure that's all studios wanted after star wars you know exactly it's to merchandise everything and yeah the, things had to be able to do that to sell and you realize that in the 80s too because everything had like a an action figure to it like even ram you know like these crazy movies like rambo and stuff like that and right like, yeah you know it's just like everything was you know like yeah merchandised you know it doesn't matter if the movie's big as long as we sell merchandise we'll make money somewhere you know? exactly yeah there, there were a lot of people were actually more concerned with yeah. that more studios i should say and that's sort of what mel brooks's character in here is he's one of the studio heads he's the guy who's making movies like and star wars the, he's george lucas yeah mel brooks is taking a shot at george <laughs> lucas you're down one lucas when are you gonna fire back but any like and that's one of like it's not it's kind of one of my favorite jokes too when he's like when the He's all, oh, we'll do it in the sequel, Spaceballs, the search for more money. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's funny. Like, he, he's making this commentary on this whole, like, on the studio system, like, on everything. Like, even, like, yeah, America or whatever. Like, you know, the search for more money. Like, you know what? Like, we're digging for oil and stuff like that and, like, burning our resources because we're searching for more money just to, like, burn. And, right. like, you know, like. And we're also right. just like to hurting, yeah. hurting other people. Yeah. Just like, you know, in the way that yeah, they're blowing up a whole planet just to get air. <laughs> yeah. Just to suck their air. Just for the, that, the people who live on the space because, balls. Yeah. Planet. Because they're, we're idiots and we squandered all our oxygen and, right. you know, didn't realize how to conserve it or keep it or save it. You know, we're just going to steal someone else's. Like, we're going to steal other countries' resources and, like, buy it off them for cheap and make a profit off it. And make them poor and like, you know. Which I will tell you, I didn't get from Star Wars. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't mean I don't get, you know, I'd like Star Wars and I'm not trying to beg on Star Wars. But I'm just trying to say that that, that is pretty funny that uh, with this sort of new watch or this even just because I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to come at you with like a pretty, pretty hostile about Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Pretty like, hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What significance does it have? Right. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's a nice little spoof. Mm-hmm. But th- does it have the, the the reference, the cultural reference, the significance, like produce the producers? Mm-hmm. And obviously, thinking about it, and obviously us talking about it here now, and uh, it it you know I I feel like it it is more than just that surface spoof that I kind of thought it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I that it is 
not just a spoof on Star Wars. You know, even though it does have a bunch of funny stuff that that, that digs at that, that is still funny, still relevant. Yeah. You know, but you, but it is more. I mean, it, you know, it does. You know, now that I think about it, that is really funny to me. I was just like, oh, Mel Brooks is just playing like, yeah, a rich asshole. Like mm-hmm. that's what his character is. Yeah. And then now, you know, now now that we're, you were saying that thing that you were kind of bringing up, what that he represents these certain people, I started thinking about it in terms of like, well, yeah, it's about like Star Wars. It's about making merchandise and those types of movies that they just mm-hmm. churn out. Where it's just well, and the executives like realizing, oh, we can make money other places, like, right? You know, like yeah, and, you and, know, because they talk about like the movie rentals and like yeah. stuff like that. And, and, you so know? before it even comes out, yeah, it's like what? What's like that? Yeah, that's like one yeah, of the greatest. Like, this jokes is happening too. right now. He's like, when? when? He's like, just now. now. <laughs> He's what? Like, you it. <laughs> it just happened yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a really yeah. great. That's like, one. Of, yeah, and that that's another one of the things is like you know like them breaking. I mean like breaking the fourth wall you know like it's just like it's like a master class in it you know like he does like all the jokes like yeah anyone has ever like you could ever kind of honestly think i mean obviously people have done it more so obviously but i mean it's just one of those things is like oh they realize like mel brooks taught him like how to break the fourth wall kind of like you know this is what like because he does it so many times like when he when they catch the stunt doubles when they're watching yeah when they're watching the rental tape right you know right. just like everything like or even just, when the the camera just hits uh uh rick moranis in the head and he falls yeah. back because it zooms in too close <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then when he kills one of the crew members on the film you know oh yeah. like, he did it he's yeah. like what <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah that it, it is yeah, wow. Like, you know, because you could look at it as just like him. It is really in a way it's funny because, you know, it might be that I'm high as hell. <laughs> um, but it is really wild to think about that, that he is sort of even parodying kind of the, you know, you might even say he's talking about that, you know, that, that there's no care for the actors or people like yeah. on the sets of those types of films, that there's no yeah, really like, like community. It's a very much a corporate thing and, and you're just expendable. You're not like. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not, you know, yeah. nobody really gives a shit about your safety. Yeah, you know? not just on movie sets. It's just like work right, right, right. everywhere. Like, you know, it's sure. just like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. like as broad as it you want, I can make it, you know, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Like, I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's probably, there's probably like a huge thing with like, you know, like film crews, you know, like where they wanted something and. You know, and like Mel Brooks probably heard the execs talking about like, oh, like, well, like, you know, fuck them. Like, yeah, you know, not like or something. Yeah. And just not caring. But it's like, oh, one of them fell off the ladder. So, like, yeah, just bury him in the desert. No one will have to find out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure that's what executives think, because yeah. it's just like it's too much to go through the regular way. Yeah. It's easy just to like have maybe someone off. <laughs> people were dying on sets. Uh, Twilight Zone. Uh, Mr. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you, <laughs> you just know? nothing happens. They're just like, oh, yeah. it was an accident. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because he was negligent. Yeah. <laughs> John Landis. You, we're gonna get your ass one of these days. If you not your, you or your crazy son. You and your dumbass son. <laughs> okay. Well, enough about the Lannises killing people, um, artistically and realistically. Uh, Mondo, I, I do. Even though I, even though I am starting to kind of like start to see the light warming a little up bit, a little bit. Yeah, I'm okay. seeing the light. Yeah. I do kind of want to hear. Because we do have a special edition of it. MGM put out a nice little uh, special edition. Yeah, I mean, you know, do. is it the best? Not necessarily, but it comes with some postcards and stickers. It does. They they got you with the postcards. They got they me got with me, the postcards. They got me with the postcards. Like, I don't know if Criterion has ever gave me stickers. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, what is this? This is like your helmet so big edition. This is what it's called. Okay. All right. You're right. That's very much an MGM exec. You know, like we've been talking about who doesn't know what he's doing or I mean, what he's talking about. I expect, I expect this from DVDs, but Blu-rays have kind of like, I don't know. I felt 
not not even like because DVDs we used to get really nice special editions, like good special features where like, yeah, you could, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. was one of those things. But I and mean, some of them had like better covers than a lot of the Blu-rays. Did. Yeah, exactly. Like the Blu-rays coming out are just like kind of garbage unless it's from a boutique, kind of like a you know right, you know, like yeah. Criterion or Shoutfire, you know, like those things are like. Yeah, because we're about syndrome. we're about physical media here yeah. again, people. We love good covers. Yeah. I mean, I just hate a, an ugly cover. Yeah, this and okay, is an ugly right. cover. It this is, is an so it's an MGM cover. It's so right. like, yeah, I it look yeah, it just looks twenty twentieth anniversary edition ish. You know, where it's like the holy shnikes edition. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just really bad. Like, your yeah, it was like so, kind of made to be sold at Target, yeah. sort of. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and. No, uh, which is you know, which is fine if you get funny. your movies at Target, and if but you yeah. have this edition. But imagine but... if Criterion handled this, you know, like it would be so awesome. Like I, I think it would make it would make, that would just make people like uh, rethink uh, Spaceballs. Is there and, is there Mel Brooks comedy uh, commentary? commentary? Uh, there is Force Yourself Spaceballs audio commentary by Mel Brooks and additional commentary tracks by Ma Geese and Dickney's. Dickenies. Okay. I don't know. But well, as Mel long Brooks, as Mel Brooks yeah. is speaking on it, that's uh, yeah, fine. I'll watch, uh, yeah, well, I'll you watch know what? that tonight, you know? But anyway. Okay. Besides that, I just I just want people to look at Spaceballs as more than just uh, a farce. Okay. You know, I see. And, and so and so getting the Criterion treatment would is going to It, it would bring, bring it a little more in prestige and maybe, maybe people re-examine it, you know, and really look at it. As like we're talking about it now, like right, right. I mean, who's really talked about Spaceball? Like you know, it's it feels not forgotten, but pretty like to the wayside, you know. Like yeah, because it's like you know, look. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it, it's probably because a lot of people are thinking about it like I was. Mm-hmm. I was sort of ready to just kind of be like it's just a spoof, man. It's just mm-hmm. a Star Wars spoof, bro. Get out of the get out of here with that shit. What do you but think this is? Spoofs are some of the best. Like I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Where they I mean, can elevate it, you know. Sure, sure, and and you know, again, it, this is me not saying that I didn't love Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Just I wasn't sure if it was again it belonged in the criteria. If it belonged in the collection, because that's a, that's a totally different question. Yeah, you know? it, it is. Whether you like it or you think it should belong in the Criterion Collection. Yes, like those are not the same question. You know. Yeah, because not that, not, and again, not that I didn't think that we could have a conversation about Spaceballs, but I didn't know that we could really. I didn't know if you could really look at it in any kind of way besides, well, yeah, it's a good spoof on Star Wars and, you know, like uh, Indiana Jones and those bigger movies, you know. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, stuff like that. The bigger, like, movies like that. But... It's making yeah, fun Disney, of big Disney, films, all that you know? stuff, you know, just even yeah. corporations. Yeah. Well, but then again, now it's like even deeper than that. I feel now that I'm thinking, it's about more it. relevant, right? Because of all the franchises well, and yeah. the merchandising and the Star Wars like <laughs> propaganda that's going on now, like, and them making like every show for every streaming service and trying to make more movies, but it's just failing because they're doing what like execs do. They're the search for more money, you know, yeah. like, because they spent all this money They're on... They're sucking all our air, literally, yeah. with all this shit, with all this yeah. reboot and recycling and everything. Yeah, the the air out of our yeah lungs, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because, uh, you know, this is, you know, again, you know, even though, like I said, and how I'm sure most audience think of it is that it's just a, a spoof of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. No, it, it really is like an original thing. It, it's not, it's, it's, it's kind of its own thing, you know, and even mm-hmm. though, again, I've always loved Spaceballs. It's always been. I have the this, this special edition M Jam uh, release. I have it too. Yeah. Ugly cover. Yeah. Uh, what was Ugly it called? cover edition. You got a big old helmet yeah. edition. Yeah, yeah. I I have it and I love it. I love the stickers, 
I love the movie. It's <laughs> Spaceballs the sticker. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I think um Spaceballs the you know, Criterion Collection. I guess I edition. really don't I really don't know if people have ever talked about it in a way where they're just like, Yeah, no, it really does kind of focus on more things than just the the typical surface spoof stuff. I guess. Yeah. I mean it's you know I mean it just does I think it just does it so well. Like, you know, it's just you know, where like yeah, where spoof movies even got like oversaturated like after like you know scary movie became like such a huge huge thing you know spoof movies became big again because they're easy and cheap to make and they can make a lot of money off them like right. date movie disaster movie like you know all yeah. the like they're just kind of like and it's become know. a lost art yeah exactly you know yeah. like and mel brooks i mean not, he's not the first one to do it obviously but no but he's, he's one of the best here yeah you know and Spaceballs still holds up, like just like, and that's and, that, and that's my fault. That's my fault for not knowing that the master, you know, didn't yeah. have more to it than just the surface level stuff. Yeah. I should have known, you know, because I, you know, I know that there's, you know, blazing saddles. There's more to it than a lot of people yeah. will see. A lot of people just see the regular racist jokes. And again, you know, a lot and of those people are making fun ask. of westerns, you right? Know? Like, and yeah. and a lot of t- and the studio musical, system as well, yeah, exactly. And the way yeah. that they would treat, um, you know, uh, but those things always stay with color. you, right? Like you yeah. always make the same movie, kind of like. Well, you know, he's, yeah, or, yeah even, just the same subject kind of, like, even in with different this, ways. There, there's a lot of race stuff in here. Not yeah. a lot of it, but there is kind of that, you yeah. know, there is sort of little things sprinkled in there that mm-hmm. has to do with him focusing on, on that because I think, especially back then, he knew that that was going to push a lot of buttons. Yeah. And exactly. also, that was something that I'm sure he, you know, actually cared yeah. about and was like concerned about. He was, mm. cared about equal rights because, you know, that's, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> you so, know? yeah. So, anyway, Blazing Saddles would have been the easy one to bring. It would have been. You know? I mean, you could have even brought Dracula dead in love. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the real one to bring, right? I think, I think some people would have even said maybe even Robin Hood men in tights. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I don't have know. to see it again. I, I mean, I like that movie too, but... Yeah, no, yeah. but I guess, I guess Blazing Saddles would be the obvious one. So it's why not obvious. Blazing Saddles? Why didn't you bring Blazing Saddles? Because <laughs> I wanted to bring Spaceballs. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I grew up with Spaceballs. Like I, I did with Blazing Saddles as well. But obviously, I mean, that's just like and, that, its and own. that ain't what we're here to do. Either. Yeah, we're not here to bring the obvious ones. Yeah, because those are obvious. I would have just yeah, I, and, exactly. and I would have agreed with you right off the bat. I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't even dug. You wouldn't into have questioned it. me, and I'm glad you questioned me. Or you know, or, you know, or I wouldn't. You know, yeah, I wouldn't even try to look in deeper into Blazing Saddles because yeah. I sort of think I know what it. You know, you mm-hmm. kind of know what it is. You know that it's more than yeah. than racist. Richard jokes. Pryor worked on it. He was supposed to be the uh, what's, Bart. Yeah, Bart. The, you know, the sheriff. Like, yeah, but obviously he was too like. And too oh well, Paul Mooney worked on it too, right? He Paul was Mooney, working, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they say that Paul Mooney was kind of the one who wrote it, and they just gave Richard Pryor kind of the credit. credit yeah. yeah, because because but, Pryor was too messed yeah he up was too messed bit. up to kind of really do it. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, maybe they both kind of just contributed to it. But you know, yeah. either way, Paul Mooney did have something to do with it. Yeah, so sure. you know, it wasn't like those jokes were just written by Mel Brooks. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he knew that, you know, yeah. like that's the smarts of Mel Brooks. He knows, but what he's here. Doing. You know, he knows what he's doing because it's about the studio system. and he It's knows about how to... money, and Jewish people love money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about making a movie, and he's a director. He knew yeah. how to, like, he knew. And it's about making movies. It's about selling movies. Yeah. It's about, how, you know, how, you know, people... How people see movies, you know? Right. Like, it, like yeah, the, the executive just sees it as money, you know, like as profit, you know, and not as art as Mel Brooks does, as he did with the producers and, like, you know, the theatrical, like, you know, how he had to get money to, like produce his plays you know he would like go to any end like that's almost like what mel brooks is, is saying you know like he'll do anything to make movies or produce you know get the money to do his art you know uh-huh. and that's saying a lot you know that's just like that just shows like 
the like you know like the ambition that he has and that he always has and always will have and like no one's gonna bring him down not a space ball not a you know not a well, little I, lady i think dracula dead and loving it shows his ambition more than anything <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. i only bring it up because it's a great parody and you didn't bring it i mean you know it, dracula it, did, i haven't seen that it one, digs honestly. deep into the mythos of dracula <laughs> dracula <laughs> of horror films no i don't know I, I haven't seen it in a long time either but i i know it's fantastic i know it i, I feel it in my heart yeah it's got leslie nielsen but yeah this is top tier parody comedy parody um this is uh not just nostalgia this is not just me liking it since i was a kid which mm-hmm. you know that sometimes that can happen yeah and we got those yeah nostalgia eyes you know? yeah and and which is fine if you have those for movies there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that but this with the rewatch i did sort of have a reservation with it and i'll tell you why because mm-hmm. uh, i was drunk <laughs> <laughs> and now that i'm stoned and not and i'm sober and not drunk and, I, and i'm sort of thinking about it more so than just what the surface than, than how i watched it mm-hmm. or not not necessarily how i watched it but sort of how i was just sort of ready to kind of come at it you mm-hmm. know what i mean for sure i, I sort of maybe was just kind of like eh, i'm gonna make them work for this one you know, I'm gonna really make him give and me that, some. Reasons. That's fine. That's what we should be doing, right? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. But also, I, you know, I, I did kind of realize my mistake in it. And spaceballs is just it's it's more than a spaceball. You know, it, it's it's uh it's deeper than that. And spaceballs is just even a good name for the movie as well because <laughs> it's like something that's just like yeah, you can use that and that's a product. Now it's just now that we just sell spaceballs, yeah. balls that say space balls on them, <laughs> and that's just like an easy way to like sell a movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a complicated name or it's easy to say. There's layers, and maybe he didn't intend those layers, but I'm <laughs> but I'm finding them. But I'm hitting the bong and I'm finding them. Because, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, again. But even for that, I mean, just, like I said, with Rick Moranis and fucking John Candy, like, yeah. why weren't they in more films together, too? It's like saying, like, how, uh, you know, we had talked about it, but I don't think we mentioned it on the on the pod, but Gene Wilder and Zero uh, Mostel or whatever, like, yeah. Why, why didn't they work together always or, you know, together often? Right. They yeah, did in right. one other movie, but. I don't think there's another movie with John Candy and Rick Moranis, right? I'm not. I don't think so. Not where they're like together. Yeah. Or they're not same. even together in this movie, really. But I don't right. even think they interact. No, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, but not at all. Just seeing them both in the same movie is like magic, you know, on the screen. <laughs> yeah. No, that's you know? true. Yeah. We need more. We need more Moranis. Unfortunately, we can't get any more John Candy. R.I.P. Yeah. To the legend, to the great. But Mel Brooks is still alive. And uh, he just turned 90. Oh. Something. That's scary. I don't know how old. 90 something. I can't remember. But he stopped making movies a long time ago. He did. Like in the ni- I think Dracula Didn't Love It was the last film. Well, 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 well why, I'm, why I'm saying that is because, okay. I, you know, it would be nice to kind of get, maybe we get some new commentary from him. He's oh, still yeah. sharp. He's got the wit. He's he is still very sharp. Still sharp. He's, yeah. he's, you know, he's ready to, I'm sure he can, you know, who knows, maybe his his memory, I think, is probably still fine, right? I, I'd love to just hear his new take on... His um, rantings on it, yeah. Yeah, um, what, what's going on, because I don't know exactly when that commentary is from uh, that yeah, they that have on there. It, it might be like an old one that he did, or I don't know if they redid it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would like to kind of hear a new take on it, even get Mer- Rick Moranis on the phone. Yeah. Let's hear his voice, his sweet, beautiful voice again, talking about the experiences that he had. I don't know if he really likes doing that. You know? I don't think so. Like revisiting he's, that, he just sort of did he's it. He's kind of like a, a recluse now, right? Kind yeah. of like he just wanted to take care of his kids. and Yeah, but get Pullman back, yeah. get everyone back. Everyone yeah. who, who we can get back, obviously. 
And uh, yeah, let's hear about more space balls. Damn it, Mondo! <laughs> I was ready to fucking come at you. I was ready. To, I was ready to go Schwartz to Schwartz. <laughs> well, your Schwartz is as big as mine, so uh, I don't know what's gonna. But you got our Schwartz all tangled up. <laughs> but and... another thing is, I wanted to mention is how much I feel like Futurama might have stole from Spaceballs. I'm sure it did. You know, like just like the uh, there's a character in Spaceballs called what is his name? Zap Brannigan. And that's kind of like, you know, it's like all those characters rolled into one, like, you know, the cocky, like, pilot and stuff. And, like, uh, I don't know, even Rick Moranis' character, like, Dark Helmet character, like, you know, where he's, like, full of himself, but he's obviously not any good, you know? Right. And it's well, just, like, I mean, all those things, you know? Yeah, it, it obviously is. Like, I'm and, sure it does come from Spaceballs. I'm sure they they were inspired by those things. Yeah, those things. And but also being, it just comes from the trope of... Of all those things in yeah. stories anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? But I mean, I'm just saying like Spaceballs really did it like the space spoof kind of first sort of like, you know, and kind of making fun of those things. Yes. You know, yes. like, uh, like, you know, just like uh, how uh, Mel Brooks's character is with the, the um, you know, like the what is it called? The portal thing. Where is it? When he gets zapped into another room, or um, it's yeah, it's like the Star Trek thing. Yeah, where <laughs> and his ass is backward, like his ass yeah, his is in head front. spinned around. Yeah. yeah, and then and just hit, like and just the phone always being like totally available, like even in private places, is just like you know, like oh, a classic yeah, the, kind of comedy thing, you know, right? Where the she's always calling, where you yeah, can call each other. It's in yeah. the restroom, in the bedroom, like and like everywhere you don't want to get a phone call, <laughs> right? Kind of, you know? Yeah, where you don't and want you anyone to see you. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you know like that's now or pretty much you know what's happening now is happening now <laughs> but it, but mel, mel, mel brooks, brooks called it but mel brooks did it then yes mel brooks called it he knew yeah. that you were going to see me taking a shit when you <laughs> facetime me he knew it he knew it and uh he was right yeah he we're, we're a bunch of space balls <laughs> just no good major assholes horny major assholes <laughs> cross-eyed fools <laughs> with horrible aim uh, yeah, right, Jordan. So, well, what, you know, it's uh, all right. Obviously, I'm gonna give my final thoughts on yeah. the balls, and you know, I gotta say, it doesn't have enough Hitler in it, but <laughs> there is some Nazi tendencies, so I'll take it. Uh, you know, the space balls are obviously supposed to be, you know, the yeah, how, how, the same way as like Darth Vader a trope and for Nazi, you know, right? Like, it's yeah, like just the, a Reich, yes, <laughs> the third a dictatorship. Reich. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but that's okay. I could live without that. <laughs> I can live with the space balls. I can live in space with these characters. For a sequel, it's too bad that we didn't get more Spaceballs, even though I know you didn't, you, you're probably saying you don't want any. You're no, sh- I want it. Oh, you were shaking I, your head. I, no, I wanted one so badly. Oh. I was like, you know, like. Because we would have got the real merch. Because they, <laughs> they mentioned it in the movie, you know? Oh, and yeah. Even yeah. though that's a joke, but still, I was like, that's such, why not? Yeah, why Why wouldn't it be <laughs> you know? called that? And yeah. they, I think they tried to, there was like a, like in the mid-aughts, it was like, there's always going around that, oh yeah, they're finally going to make you know space balls because of the star wars trilogy is coming back yeah after yeah like which the, would make the sense third episode you know like the the prequels or whatever you know but they just made kind of like a crappy cartoon i'll say you know oh they they did yeah oh that's was, right they did and it was like right. oh yeah but yeah sad to say yeah so well, it's too late for the space balls trilogy i mean Oh, of course. You know, yeah, it is too late. Like, it, it would just, yeah, it would have been nice to that see That was it. like the time when they had it, like, you know, when they were talking about it again. But yeah, I mean, yeah. fuck. Yeah, because at first I was going to be like, Mondo, you know, this this uh, podcast isn't the greatest comedies, parodies of all time collection. Because if that was the case, I'd let it in right away. But 
Now that we've talked about it, now that we've dug deep, I think that Spaceballs does. And I, you this know, is a serious intellectual yes, exactly, podcast. So exactly. Don't, we don't, I don't, we joke. don't take things lightly. I don't joke around here. And we don't take our Spaceballs lightly. Everything I say, take me seriously. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we take Spaceballs lightly. We don't take Spaceballs lightly. Hmm. Not here. Not now. And let me tell you. I'm gonna end this podcast. <laughs> I'm ready to. I'm ready to end it all with lighting spaceballs into the collection. Obviously, my final thoughts on spaceballs is that there's more to it than meets the eye. And if you're not ready to admit that, well, I understand that. But I would say give it another watch. Kind of understand what Mel Brooks probably had to do to get the movie made, and probably the difficulties that well, a lot of people well, have. A lot of his movies made, you know. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. And then the difficulties that a lot of people have to get movies made yeah. because of the stupid producers and the people running things. The Harvey just Weinstein's in, of the right the world, and just even the you know not even in terms of making movies, just in the real world in general, just trying to get ahead yeah. with all these rich assholes yeah. running things. These space balls. <laughs> yeah, and it's just more than just the goof on it. It's more than just a little goof. Yeah. There's deeper meaning here. And I couldn't see it at first. I do now. And that's why I think Spaceballs belongs in the collection. You're blinded by the shaving cream. I was. I was. I got raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> I got raspberry. I got jam. And I couldn't see the signal. I couldn't see it. I see it now. And yeah, it would be. It would just be great to see, a, uh, you know, like you said, more people kind of celebrated more of just the, it's just a yeah, good comedy kind of way. Surprised. Yeah, it hasn't has like had its renaissance, you know? Like, yeah. Again, you know, like it's re like rediscovery sort yeah. of. You know. And who knows? And again, maybe there are people who kind of talk about it this way. I just maybe there's a spaceballs convention I'm not knowing about. Right, but, but I haven't seen it or yeah, heard it. Yeah. And so let uh, us know if there's one going on soon. Yeah. So, yeah, it's in. Hell yeah! That's uh, that's awesome. That's great news, because I really thought this was gonna be an L, but it was a. It almost a was. W. I know it almost it was. was. I know it almost was. And, and what's crazy? Too, <laughs> I was here. <laughs> what's crazy too is that it was. It almost was more so than the Lost in Translation almost was. Mm-hmm. And I like this more than the Lost than Lost in Translate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I felt like Lost in Translation might it has more significance to be in a the collection film? in, in yeah. certain ways. You know? Yeah. And that was dumb of me to not think of that in Spaceballs. But that's the point here. That's the point of yeah, this. Yeah, it's nice getting deep about film and rediscovering things and yeah. looking around new light. You know, and especially which, uh, things that you know that are like this that are not that that are not you know necessarily meant to do that. You are, know? Well, yeah, that e- are easily written off. You know, they can be. Yeah, and they shouldn't be. We're film lovers. Yeah. We're Criterion creepers, and we do what we got to do here. Spaceballs is in. I mean, you probably don't need any final thoughts on no, it, right? No, we've been talking about it, waxing on. Mel Brooks for a little while. We have. And this is a good double feature. But yeah, um, I mean, if you haven't that, seen it, it's then. just another way to appreciate Mel Brooks. Like, because I, not only I feel like Spaceballs is kind of fallen to the wayside, obviously, Mel Brooks has kind of too, just because he hasn't made anything, you know, since the 90s, pretty much. I for think, sure. You know? Yeah. And like, you know, he, there's like, you know, things have resurgence. Obviously, you know, the musical, the producers was like a big thing and stuff like that. Right. But you know that yeah, and that's that kind of right? came came and went, you know, and it's yeah. like you know already like I don't know ten years, twelve years since yeah, almost twenty, I'd say. Honestly, the man's like, probably pretty fragile. It's probably yeah. hard for him to do stuff, which is yeah. fine. Well, yeah, I'm not asking him to do anything. I'm just no, no, asking I get people to remember Mel Brooks. No, 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 I get what you mean. You know? I, I get what you're saying, and and putting out a Spaceballs uh, Criterion would really do that. It would yeah. really bring back a resurgence, a reignite. You know, yeah, because unfortunately, well, the only way that that's going to happen is when he passes away. You know, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Um, so it would be nice if something happened before that. Yes. Uh, Criterion, get on that shit. You know, at first, really you know, something. At, at first, I was sending you emails, being like, "Spaceballs not in. Don't do it. <laughs> retract the retract the emails. Listen to me now, yeah. guys. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It's a Mel Brooks double feature. If you guys are not fans of Mel Brooks, I'm sorry for you. Uh, get on that. Because yeah. these are two great films, especially back to back. If you want to revisit laugh. Mel Brooks, is all I really want. Any know? movie. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> <laughs> to be or not Any. to be. <laughs> oh, to be or not to be. That's a great. Mm-hmm. That's a great. Uh, that's a great little redo. He. Yeah. It's a remake that he did of a film that's, that's actually in. That's released on the Criterion Collection. Yeah. yeah. So we got to see that. We do. We do got to get that. We should have that watched one. that. <laughs> right. We should have paired it with that, right? Oh yeah, that probably would have been a good <laughs> you know, pair. Yeah. Well, just I, I just, I, I do kind of, I just. God damn did, it! I, know, I did, the, I did no, the producers cool. because it was, um, again, I, I want to bring to light those laser discs. You yeah. Know? Oh, like true. once you, yes, once yes. you did the the train spotting one, I was like, oh yeah, like that's good. We should bring in those. Yeah, yeah. Those laser discs that people don't have. So that's that was one of the reasons. Yeah. You know, to get. But to, that would damn. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm glad to watch the producers again because I, I liked it this time. You know? Yeah. More so than you know. Or I didn't like right, it. I really right. care for it. Like, Gotcha. But yeah. We hope all you can watch and do the same thing. That's the point. Watch the film. See it in a new light. Take something new from it. Grow from it as a person. You see, I grew as a person here. I was an alcoholic the first time, and I've quit drinking since. <laughs> well, at least while I watched the movie. And, and then I thought about the film, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Boom. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Jordan Garcia. You can follow me at Young Jane Fonda and look for my name on Letterboxd. Also, follow us, please, on Instagram at Criterion Cult Pod. We're very active on it. We want you guys to, to be active with us. We're going to be asking yeah. questions. We want to have some feedback. And then on Twitter at Criterion Cult is where you can find us. Mondo, where, we can, where can we follow you? And yeah, you can at me at, at save underscore Mondo on Instagram and Letterboxd and Twitter and all those things. And yeah, join the cult. Thank you guys who have joined the cult. Get your friends to keep joining the cult and send us money. Goodbye.